Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's, well, it's not that unusual, actually, but it's unusual for us now, episode of... Flats and Shanks. Um, I'm Flats. I'm Shanks. And the reason it's a little bit unusual is because we've started meeting up again to do our pod at the services, which is where we like to do it. Um, some pods have swanky studios up London. We ain't bothered about that. Some people kit their houses out and spend all their disposable income on making a home studio. We No, we can't be bothered with that. We prefer it our way, but we now are doing it remotely again from our respective laptops. Uh, presumably you're on a macbook so am i other brands are available they're just not as cool although they might well be better um but uh we can't be together boy because you are in welsh lockdown locky d aren't you has someone had a coffee before they come online mm. yeah just I've just just put it down before i said hello <laughs> Did i'll tell you about i'm in my car i'm in my car outside my house uh, I can tell. and i've got a coffee in my car i can tell you're getting excited about that um <laughs> didn't let me speak for three minutes um, <laughs> I remember uh, before you start, before oh, you start, story time already doing this uh, early corporate. It might have been with you actually. I was so, you and someone and Neil back, and I said, right, "I'll do the intros." It was Neil back and someone, and and I did this long intro, and I was like, "With us, we have so and so and so and so, and we have, we have Neil back, seventy odd caps, done everything, won everything, you know, legend of the game and all that." So, who would like to put their hands up and speak to these guys or whatever it was? And Neil back was like, "Hang on a minute." I'd like to say hello. Good afternoon, everyone. And everyone liked it. He was right. I hadn't let him speak at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, who are you? Where, where are you from? Well, my name's Tom, right? And I'm sat in a 11-year-old's bedroom at the moment. Um, a laptop. Hang on a minute. Who's 11-year-old? <laughs> a laptop on uh, mine, hopefully. Uh, laptop on the bed and just staring at some sort of green fake leaves that she's put up dangling down her wall. Um, eat all. Kids. Um, I'm looking at eat or as well, and uh, yeah. a load of cushions because she's a woman and or a girl, um, soon to become a woman, and for some reason women like cushions. Right, Tom. Do not it's know 2020. why. It's 2020. You can't say stuff like that. I can. But you're right. But I you're can. right. Have you seen the film right. Along Came Polly? It's. I think it's in that film. It's just the amount of time you spend taking cushions off and putting them on. Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. What is the, what is the point of cushions on a bed, fella? Now you pro- you'll probably you'll probably have cushions on your bed because Jason Fox has said they're great for your mindset, so you'll do that. <laughs> 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 but, oh, I got I, cramp! I got cramp! Oh, I got cramp in my ab. Top uh, B two, second but, one down on the right. But I just oh. don't see the point in cushions. They're just a waste, mate. It's a waste of money. Make it look good for what? You know, I've not got MTV cribs coming around. You know, people come around my house, not anymore actually because I'm in lockdown, but when they did, I wouldn't say, oh, come and have a look, come upstairs, have a look at the bedroom, look at the cushions, eh, look at them, look at them, they look nice, eh, um, but no, they're um, just you know, pathetic. The whole... If there's room 101, I'll chuck cushions in there. Scatter cushions, and what do I do with them? I scatter them, and do you know what I refuse to do, boy? I refuse to have the scat- any of the scatter cushions on my side of the bed 
at night. When you when you take them off the bed, I say if you want them, they're on your side. And yep. If I ever see them on my side, I launch them back across the room with a. I know we don't swear on our pod, but with a swift fuck off. And they stay over there. So if you want them, you can load them and reload them. I'll make the bed, but you can load them and reload them. Because I'm, I'm out. I will slip into bed, and I won't move the cushions off the bed. I'll move them onto the other side of the bed um, for for my partner to deal with them. Do you um, know what which, else? Whichever way he or she thinks is best, all right? Right. Do you know what else? I'm a modern cushions? man. What? When you're bed linen, so your duvet covers, sheets, pillowcases, mm-hmm. you regularly wash those. How often do you wash the cushion cases? Very rarely. And do you know what? I'm answering my own question. And do you know what that means, boy? Yeah. They gather dust. And do you know what that means? They give me asthma. Yeah, sneeze. Sneeze a lot. Um, wheezing. Wheezing at night. Do you get oh, your... You do you get... What's that noise? Cushions, <laughs> yeah. Not because I'm morbidly obese and I've no. done no, CO, uh, no CV since 2011. Um, Leave it out, mate. I did chest day today. I was blowing. Where do you get your sheets from? Um, Egypt. <laughs> I've got a guy in Cairo actually I've got a mate in Cairo um, he makes them out of um, human hair and camel skin yeah I, was, I, was, I don't really want to know but um, how's your elbow mate I've seen that you've oh, taken you luck. took um, I think it might have been Sunset and Vine or another production company down with you for some injections oh fella James Oliver fella let me tell you Oliver fella so who's your cameraman or woman first well uh, so Ian did the jab and then Ian does jabs and AD did the, he was a physio and he was laughing his um, little boobs off while I was, because it was, it's pretty painful. And I've had yeah. quite a few lads message me on um, Instagram, like Stephen Ferris, uh, Dan Lydia, Anthony Watson. And they're like, mate, it's horrific. Absolutely horrendous. And it, so there's the jab, then there's the shockwave stuff. But the film, AD did the filming and sent it to me as a laugh. And I thought that is actually good content i'll tell you what it is it is there's a guy who you might might know because you're not a football keynote but a guy called paul tisdale who was manager of exeter city football club for i was like 13 years but behind arsene wenger he was the longest serving manager in the football league yeah um and he happens to be a mate lives in a village nearby and his one of his kids is in my daughter's school uh class at school he has got a new practice called at the core in bath and he's like look you know, we, we reckon we can sort your elbows out. And I'm like, no, there's no, my elbows are knackered, mate. I've had surgery, doesn't work. Uh, I had Mark Lambert from Quinns as well saying he's had surgery, doesn't really work. Mm. And basically did a, they did like a mobile ultrasound and mm-hmm. just, you know, like you'd get all of us lads would have shards of bone, like osteophytes everywhere. Not everyone. And they're like, most, lots of the lads would. Um, and the idea is, Austinil lubricate injections, shockwave therapy, and then MBST, which is this like MRI type, really powerful magnet machine. Like it's like an MRI, but you don't stick your head in it or something. And they reckon it's going to help me. Because uh, I had a, f- a friend of mine, um, he wanted to know what's the matter with your elbow, whether you had tennis elbow or not. I said you, I didn't know, so I wanted to find Cairns, out. So Matt Cairns texted me and said, "Have you got tennis elbow?" I said, "It's not that, but you can use this treatment for tennis elbow because." It's like housemaid's knee, they used to call it. People laugh. It makes it sound a bit true. I know how, yeah, I've had that. I've had that. A little bit of loose bone in there. Sure. Um, I was a little bit worried. I just thought maybe, you know, you you need to watch The Social Dilemma on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Apparently, it's quite good. Yeah. Um, I've not seen it, but I was listening to it on the radio this morning. Apparently, you should. And it will change your whole concept of social media, of your phone, of, of everything. Because... Big Brother is watching, all right? Mr. Manhattan is watching. Mm. Yeah, but boy, this is the thing. I've got friends who, understandably, they won't have an Alexa in their house and they pick up their phone and the adverts they're being shown on Google or Instagram or whatever are for orange Crocs and they were just talking about orange Crocs the other day and it's weird. I, I'm going to watch it. I just don't mind that. Like, I don't mind Alexa listening to me. Just don't mind. Yeah, um, you don't. Know, do you mind though? Um, you know, when you go on your trips away with with rugby, and you're in a hotel, and you open up the computer, it's late at night, and you have got a little eye watching you scrolling through. You know, what whatever you, you like to look at at that time of night. Does that, does that bother you? <laughs> Sharks, <I'm not> in- <laughs> <laughs> like <Daddy's>. Chandler, <laughs> or as um, 
as I got a, I got a massive file sent to my laptop once, and it was uh, I won't say what player it was. Um, Chris Chesney. But but it was Dean Schofield from Sale, and okay. he sent and he sent me this massive file. It goes, oh, take a bit of downloading that, and it just said cage fights. <laughs> it said cage fighting. I was like something like that, and I was like, and I was like, oh, I, I said, oh, what? What's this? Because oh, it's UFC, pal. Yeah, it wasn't UFC. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Scoey, he, he listens. He might listen to this pod. That's bad news. He but a bit of wrestling but, um, involved in it, anyway. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was in a way. I mm. I don't watch I don't watch that kind of stuff, so I'm all right. I read I read an article quite a long time ago called "Why I Gave Up." Um, I realise children listen to this pod, so we have to be careful. Why I gave up watching that kind of stuff, and I read and read and read, and it was so interesting. Like I was like, wow. This is all true. Okay, mate. So you shouldn't watch that stuff. You're preaching. You you're preaching at the moment, and um, I don't like it. All right. Thou doth protest too much. I'll make my own decisions. Um, so what have you been up to? <laughs> what have you been up to? Uh, oh, just working flat out. Dinners in the city. Did two at the Grosvenor, one at the Dorchester. Twelve hundred people at one, sixteen hundred at the other. Oh, uh, I just went off we the charts, know that's mate. not it's true. Just massive. Raised eight million for charity. Um, 10%, well done. No. Yeah. Um, um, any rugby this weekend I mean, or not? No, weekend off. I mean, the thing is, <clears throat> what's happening at the moment is um, because you need fewer numbers everywhere, BT Sport are basically using their core talent, the guys who are contracted, and basically giving each of us the odd game here or there to fill in the blanks. So we all get one or two games here or there. But when it comes to... Euro semis, Euro finals. We're watching on telly, basically. If you're not contracted, so uh, they got obviously the usual guys, but they got Brian and uh, Warby. Yeah, well, contracted yeah. for Europe as well, and they're both so good. Like I enjoy watching those guys. I thought Warby gave up um, doing all the media stuff because obviously he's a coach now, and uh, you know he's coaches a breakdown with with Wales. But I, I saw him on the TV last couple of weeks and thought, well. Someone's a little bit desperate for work or just to get out of the house. Um, Dricko, on the other hand, loves his kids, loves his family so much that he's just, he doesn't want to travel. You know, these are special times for him. So just demands that a, um, a film crew come to his house and he records it in his little boy's room. Did you notice he doesn't let his little boy sleep on a mattress? Yeah, I did notice that. Yep. Sleeps on wooden he slats. Did, although he did say the other day I did a, on BT, he, was, he did a live link and I think his little boy's been sleeping in his little girl's room for a little while. I think they've been sleeping in the same room for a bit. Don't know what your kids are like, but my kids are like, that's my room, that's my room. I want that room, I want that room. And they spend pretty much every night sleeping together. They might go to bed separately, but one of them moves and they wake up together nine days out of ten. Yeah, they do like it. They do like a little bit of company, but I think the older they get now, the less they want that. But no, I, I mean, it's good for your back, apparently, sleeping on slats. So there we yeah, are. Yeah, and it teaches, it teaches the kids to be humble, doesn't it? Which is what Brian's all about. It's very sort of um, aggressively into that as a father, isn't he? But I went for dinner uh, at um, a place called Pasture in Bristol on Tuesday mm, night. That's what's, happening, that's what's happening with you and rugby at the moment. Yeah, it is out to pasture. Yeah, it is. Well, not just rugby. There's enough rugby going on. It's the rest of the it's the rest of the work that's been we've been put out to pasture. I am like a big dairy cow now. I just kind of hang around in a field looking endlessly patient. Um it was good. It was really good. Went with Matt Powell, Hugh Vivian, he's at Gallagher now, obviously Sari's guy, um, yeah. Sari's legend. Ollie Cohn, um Tristan, who's Pie Minister, and James Mansfield from Field and Flower. We all went out, kind of a big sort of meaty crew went out and had some unbelievable dinner in pasture. It was mega. Um, I saw me mate Bod, who's from Vale House Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, kill it, cook it, eat it, forage it, cook it, eat it type stuff. That was nice. Popped over there. Bacon Sarni, he has his own pigs and the bacon is, oh, Tommy boy. Oh, Tommy. Well, I read that bacon was on the um, World Health Organization list as something that is extremely dangerous for you. Yeah. You buy the crap bacon in the shop. Yeah. Make your own bacon. It's basically like, well, you'd eat a pork chop, but you wouldn't eat the bacon. It doesn't make any sense. It yeah, depends but, how but it's don't treated. They treat, yeah, that's what I mean. Don't they treat bacon differently to a pork chop? Pork chop takes, doesn't stay as fresh um, for as long, whilst bacon yeah, has a shelf Yeah, it depends life. what you do with it. So, I mean, if, you know, Bod you will... Eat I'm it, sure, mostly. Yeah, but he will carve it. So, he'll basically make it bacon, 
and yep. it'll vac pack it and put it straight in the freezer. So there's just and you might put sugar on it and things like that. It's not you're mm. not putting horrendous stuff on it if you've got your own pigs. You're doing it for yourself. And I'm only saying this flats because I had it said to me by my wife. Um, and yeah. we've all had that said. Yeah. Fella. And I said, right, I'm going to Google now um, people who have died from eating bacon. Couldn't find one. Yeah. Couldn't find one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Bacon is good for me. Um, and then I'd, I'd lunch with Craig Doyle on Thursday. He was in Bath and then went out with my mate, the baker, Rich Bertonet, on Thursday night. Craig Doyle joined us, had a blooming lovely night. Just quickly, Flats. Is Craig Doyle, I read something that he's sort of mid-60s, but just looks incredibly young. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. That's what I thought because I looked well, on 62. Wikipedia. It's not yeah, sixty-two. I, I looked on Wikipedia and yeah. saw his age. See, I thought, oh my god, wow, yeah, that's incredible. You're like Mourinho. Well, Sarri's Sarri's winning the European Cup final a couple of seasons ago was his. We had a big party. It was joint sixtieth, but that yep. was the sixtieth. Yep. Um, yeah, but he's he. You, you're ne- you never the camera never goes that close. Not once he's have all- I seen a. Cl- I see close-ups of Ugo, and you know he changes his glasses. Always got a lovely little shine on his beard, hair immaculate. Yeah. Um, never have I seen a close-up of of Doyler. No, and he, he likes the walk as well. He likes the walk towards the camera because you can start from so far away. Yeah. So he also, you'll notice that a lot of the games he does aren't on the HD channels. Part and, of his contract. And I also notice he loves a high elbow when he's talking into a mic. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, he won't he won't have an elbow down by his side. His elbows, you know, coming at horizontal. I know, think he's a, got. I think he. Um, well, he was a he was a pony trainer. Um, he retired. He stopped doing that when he was forty-five. But he's a pony trainer, uh, man and boy over in Ireland, and um, damaged his collarbones, mm. falling off ponies. Um, so he would retrain pit ponies yep. and, and guide ponies, ride them, wash them, feed them. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, you get yeah. it. You absolutely get it. And I went to watch Aladdin yesterday. Oh yeah, not what? my own. The, the film. Um, yeah, the film. I went to watch Aladdin a cinema. I went to watch Aladdin. Um, Will Smith's in it. He's a genie. Seen it. It's been out for ages, mate. Yeah, I know. Apparently uh, the kids... They're just re-showing at the cinema, were they? Was it a re-show? That must be what it is. Because the girls came out and they're like, yeah, we've seen that before. I was like, oh, no. Have you? Yeah, but <laughs> they changed loads at the beginning to make it different. I was like, well, they oh, won't have done. Director's Cut, was it? Got you yeah, on that? they won't have done. They definitely haven't. Um, and this afternoon, boy, I'm going out, uh, going over to see my mate Jerry Quinn, who's the head chef at Worcester, was the head chef at Bath. I'm going out for a socially distant coffee. And he's a chef, so you'd hope he's got a little snack going. He's going to make some biscuits or something, you'd hope, wouldn't you? Free food again. Well done, mate. You work yeah. in the system. Yep. It's like it's like having little sort of food tokens, isn't it? Yeah. But I, your, I, but I your food to tokens are your... Night. Oh, did you? I was going to say your food tokens are like your mates. So Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No. But I had to pay for my dinner the other night in town. It was and a place called Walcott House in Bath, and it was so good. The food was so good, I almost didn't mind paying, but I did a little bit. I'm sort of starting to wonder whether you're like a Freemason, you know, where you know times are <laughs> tough at the moment, and your mates are just looking after you, getting you through this. Yeah, yeah, bartering. Um, what have you been up to, fella? Not a great deal, to be fair, mate. As you'd as you'd imagine, I did go for a um, had a nice day on Tuesday last week was it tuesday or wednesday it might have been wednesday I don't know. actually wednesday it was it was a centurion shoot so went down ej churchill um had a shoot with a centurion charity so the centurion charity uh was was formed um with the support really of all uh rugby international centurions um so yeah. i was invited because they know i was injured and they know i got injured uh when i was sort of early and managed to last till 30 years old but they know that you know if I continued I would have been you know Wales's record cap holder now so that that's why yeah, I was invited would, yeah. um Sean Lamont was there the Centurion for Scotland 104 caps he got really yeah yeah wow good for him yeah I massive bloke good on him big old lump of a bloke um Rory Best was there there was there was quite a few like Mike Tyndall turned up for the shoot uh, Shawsy was there wearing wearing a pair of flares or bell bottoms. I'm not sure what they were. Yeah, I just don't think when you're sort of seven foot, you can get tapered trousers. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I spoke to Shawsy the other week. Mm. What a guy, though. Nicky Robinson was there guy. and met your mate, didn't I? Owner of EJ Churchill, Rob. Oh yeah, Rob Fennick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I walked we in. About him. Odd, odd geezer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was. Well, I walked in and uh, you obviously hammered him on last week's pod and I, I thought yeah. you'd being serious for a while because you were that aggressive with it and yeah. sorry about this but 
there's going to be a little bit of swearing because it won't do it justice otherwise. I walked into EJ Churchill and he saw me. I was walking towards him. He's going, you bastard. You absolute bastard. I can't believe it. I've had he's, All my mates have been texting me saying, you're on the Flash and Shines pod and he's just wrecked you. You bastards. And I was, oh, mate, it's not me, mate. It's not me. I was flats, you know. I make my own decisions, really, on you. And, you know, first impact and isn't great, mate, I'll be honest with you. If you're going to come at me like that. Um, so you've got a little bit of work to do, but it was brilliant, mate. We went, we went there, obviously all outside, all social distance. Went the night before, a bit of lobster and chips there. Um, said that the food was on them. So I went for the most expensive thing, which was lobster and chips and some yep. Lebanon red wine. Um, Lebanese red? Yeah. Mm. Didn't know it existed. Funny you say that. Didn't know I it existed. Of course you ago. did. Yeah, but that, you, you, no, you move in no, those circles. It was, um, no, it was... Uh, no, it's not. It's... Oh, God. No, it was Ugandan red. It was Ugandan. Because yeah. who was it? It's Hugh... Oh, anyway, it'll come back to me. But yeah. Well, a mate, a mate basically invested in Ugandan red wine a while ago and basically sent him a load of it and obviously no one ever bought any. But it's actually quite nice. Is this the we same mate jo- that made all the... Um, all of the uh, panels, the solar panels on the M4. Oh, that, that investment's going to pay off. You will wait. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, so that was lovely. And then the next day, we were in... Now, I can't remember his surname, Lord Edward. And he's got this massive house, listed building. It's by Hellfire Caves. Um, very close. It was like 5,000 acres. And on his on his land, you know, Sienna Miller's got a house there. There was bits dotted around it was unbelievable and we had like a, a wales scotland um ireland and england sort of rugby team shoot uh with with other corporates as well uh, it was just real nice day real nice day everything outdoors everything all separated uh i can't believe you didn't get the invite actually because you know that is sort of suited to you isn't it yeah you know, suited to your dress suited to your lifestyle suited to your palette um yeah but phenomenal Phenomenal, real, real good. Enjoyed it. I'm, I'm quite a rugby. Le- I'm, and obviously, I did great things for English rugby. And it's, it is. I think people have got short memories. Mm. I mean, you know, you're in trouble when, you know, Tins turns up with his own gun on his shoulder, just walks around the corner. Like, yep. Oh well, you've done this before. Of course you have. One of his own guns. Of course you have. Um, yeah, but that's like turning up to driving range with you, and you've got a trailer behind you with golf clubs in it. Yeah, but more, more, more people have golf clubs than they would. Prob- I don't know actually. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they would. Uh, they it's would. just, yeah. Um, it's a class thing, though, isn't it? You know, I, I don't mix um, in those circles anymore. I'd like to say no, but I think it is. It yeah. probably is. And, probably. I mean, I don't have my own gun, but I'm not classy enough. But it's, it's. I think it's either... That's next on your list, mate. No, it's posh or it's farming stock who aren't posh. But, you know, farmers and posh people have uh, shotguns, don't they, basically? Yeah, for pest control, don't they? Yeah, and just... Yeah, just for keeping people out. But an enjoyable day, you know. Oh, uh, well done, mate. Love driving well down there, two hours, two hours on the way back. Oh. Got to listen to Wind of Change. Good, isn't it? Isn't it interesting? Very interesting. But I can't yeah. get the head out my uh, song out my head. Every night I go to sleep. Follow the mask down to Gonky Park. What is Gonky Punk? No, no, Donkey Park. I call it Donkey Park. I thought it was Gonky Punk. Follow the Moskva. And the only reason I know it's follow the Moskva is because one of the episodes is called that. And I was like, oh, that's what oh, it says. I thought Gonky Punk was like something out of CBBS in the Gonky Night Garden. Gonky Punk. It's just, their music is so cheesy, but it's a great song. Um, hey, Rob Howley's got a new job. Yes. What are the odds of that, eh? We <laughs> What a boy. Canada. Oh, um, brilliant. brilliant. No, I, remember, I remember reading... Um, cover to cover in about 15 minutes reading Lee Burns book um not not a massive Rob Howley fan uh, they didn't really see eye to eye did they but and he's a he's a great buddy of yours and he's a close personal friend of mine is Lee so I you know I realize it, but he, he'll be happy for him he'll be happy for him of course he will Willie Willie <laughs> of course he will oh, just doing a Pinocchio I'm a nose. real boy Whoop. um yeah uh, both from Bridgen that's a problem mate you know, it's just yeah, King of Bridge. Yeah, it's like Highlander. You can only have one there, and everyone knows it's Gavin Ensign. So why even bother fight over it? Um, but no, please for please for Rob. You know, got a um, 
head coach role now as well, which I'm sure he was after, after being under sort of Warren Gatlin for such a long time. But really good, really good. Um, I'm glad he's come through this. Yeah, it's been a difficult time for for him and his family, and and people got to realise as well. Look, what he did was was wrong. Um, he's been punished for it. You know, he doesn't deserve the abuse that he has been getting. You know, he, he hasn't murdered anyone. You know, let, let's take this in context now. He's he's put a couple of bets on which he shouldn't have done. That's it. He's paid his price. Um, so let's hope he can do a good do a good job at Canada because he's got basically a blank canvas. You know, no one expects too much from them really. You know, we're, we're, mm. they're a decent team, but, you know, they're not competing like a Fiji would compete or or anything at the moment. So, challenge for him, but, you know, who's not going to enjoy living in Canada? You know, a bit of experience over there. You've got everything there, haven't you? You've got sun, yeah. you've got skiing. The oh, lot. you've got... I'm just trying to think, just trying to think, ice hockey. <laughs> Remember once, this... Um, were you there? No, on, on an England tour. Um, obviously, it wasn't wasn't uh, the best players weren't there because it was a Canada tour, um, and um, we're in Whistler, and we were lost in Whistler, and we asked this lady for directions, and she came over and she had quite a tight um, top shirt on, like a like okay. a like a you know formal white shirt sort of thing, but her top button was done up, the two buttons below it were undone, mm. and then the buttons continued, so she didn't know the buttons had burst open effectively. And it was really difficult not to, anyway, and I said, hello, excuse me, we're looking to find this place. Have you got any ideas where directors? And she says, well, if you take your eyes off my chest, I'll sure I'll give you happy directions. My eye, my give you, happy to give you directions. My eyes are here. I'm pointing at her eyes. Mm. And I didn't know, I didn't know what to say. So I said, like, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, I will do. Yeah. And she's like, right, it's over here. And I was like, by the way, your, your blouse is undone there. And she didn't realise. She was like, oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So I was like, well, mm. so that was a little bit like... Your own mm, fault. I don't, I don't think we'd get on in real life. Yeah, I know. But I also know that you can't take your eyes off anyone breastfeeding either. You know, it's just... <laughs> it's <a> weird... <laughs> you look away, but then you keep looking back all the time. <laughs> um, um, Whistler's strange, right? Because whenever anyone mentions Canada, Whistler is the first um, place that comes to my mind. And I think it's just because I've watched... the been the movie for such a long for so many times and such long periods because obviously Whistler's mother gets painted and you know he ends up destroying it and has to resurrect the situation um I mean I, I've never seen this film I don't know your kids would love it your kids would love Mr Bean the movie have a go okay. all right have a go. yeah, yeah um, all right, boy. so that's it boy. that's it um it's probably rugby chat time really yeah and I, I'm I'm keen to keep this Rugby chat intense, but not dragged out. No, well, so let's see how we do that. I mean, Craig Chalmers was at the shoot the other day, and uh, he said he listened to the podcast on the on the way down, and hmm. it was along the lines of you two talk a lot of dribble. I was like, yes, but did yeah. it help you get you to sleep? He said yes. I said, there we are, job done, mate. One there we nil, are. One nil yeah. to me. Calpol, we are. Yeah. The by Cal the way, Pol your Pol breast Pol. stinks. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did an event pre, obviously pre-COVID, with Craig Chalmers, and oh my god, mate! I mean, lovely guy, w- wicked guy, absolutely brilliant company. Like we obviously never played against each other or anything like that, but just brilliant company, great bloke to sit next to. Then he did a Q and A, and he had a couple of pints. Put it that way. Oh, they're my um, favourite. They're my favourite. Let loose. He was twatted. <laughs> Absolutely twatted. He went, his answers were all fifteen minutes long. We were in hysterics <laughs> sitting next to him. Rob Henderson was there. We were we were crying, you know, absolutely crying. You always need one. Of, you need one of them saying. with you, don't you? You need your drunk mate with you. I remember looking over at because Leonard, Jason Leonard was there. And he looking over, and he was and he was properly crying, and he had his napkin wiping his eyes because he had tears in his eyes because it was so it was so bad. And it's worse when they know they're drunk and they're trying to, you know resurrect the whole situation and the whole chat but it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse there we are yeah just do what Tins does and says oh, I'm bollocks see you later <laughs> <laughs> just do that um, yeah it's very good alright uh, right let's do it ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt free dream come true baby it's me Geeky Palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's start Champions Cup. You know, I don't want to start with the challenge or... Is it called the Challenge Cup? I won the challenge. It's a good day, that. Nah, nah, start Champions. Start big boy. Big boy. So, um, Rassin Saracens. Wowza. Yeah, wow. So what a stadium. Um, I know we'll probably say it every time we see it, but phenomenal. Love to have played there. I, I just want to go as a fan to watch it. I think it's that good. Obviously, when we're allowed back in. Um, although there were some French people there, I'm pretty sure. I did see a few in the boxes. Um, but, I mean, good game, but not much went on for a while. A lot of penalties. Um, wasn't the performance or the game that we saw against Leinster the week before, obviously going to be a lot tougher. Um, and it, for me, it only really, it might be different for you, you might be a bit more of a connoisseur of, of rugby and how tough it was, but it only really picked up for the last sort of 15, 20 minutes really when it started to get down to crunch time. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I thought Saracens were going to pull it off. I thought it was just going to be one of those Saracens performances, no tries, but just grind out a win. Um, but Finn Russell had something else to say, didn't he? Yeah. Um, just, I'm going to I'm going to counter that and say if you remove the occasion from it, remove the fact that it's a semi final European semi final, I thought the game was actually really dull, <laughs> and I don't find that many games dull. I found it quite dull to watch. Um, really, it was tense. It was aggressive and that kind of stuff. But there wasn't just there just wasn't a huge amount of quality attacking work on display, which is what we all want to see. Really, um, I thought it was rubbish until it kicked off in the last quarter. To be honest, not rubbish. That that's the wrong word because it was it was intense and it was horrible and all that kind of stuff. But it, and Saracens did were doing what they did very well, doing what they do very well and shut Racing down. But what I love about Fitting Russell Boy is that no matter what has happened or hasn't happened in the last six months or six minutes or six games he is his confidence levels he believes he can take any opportunity that's yep. there his confidence levels remain between 90 and 100 percent at all times even yep. if not that he did cock it up even if he's just cocked it up to pull that out the bag i mean vakatawa it just they just he wasn't he was shut down quite well brad barrett was good when he was on but they missed oh, Duncan Taylor. Duncan Taylor went off early, oh, yeah. and they missed him. Um, yeah, they missed his size. I think they missed his physicality. Um, but you know, on the on the flip side, Dominic Morris has, has been playing pretty well. But you know, there's no doubt about it. They missed Duncan Taylor. Um, he looked good, Morris, when he came on. I yeah, think. he yeah. did. He did. But you're right with Finn Russell. Although you you just you have to accept with Finn Russell though that there are going to be moments where he has glaring errors because that's just his game plan. You know, you can't be elusive and have a spark like that and it come off every single time but I mean his chip over mate was just perfect and whether that was pre-called whether he realised it or not but Richard Wigglesworth momentarily comes out from the sweeping situation if you look at like the three or four rucks prior to that Richard Wigglesworth just following the ball behind the ruck every single time but just before Finn Russell kicks um, who is it gets um, held up? It's Maratoji and Tim Swinson just get held up in the ruck, right? So Wigglesworth just fills in, you know, like where a guard would fill in. Probably a little bit wary about the inside ball Finn Russell might throw because Imhoff's hovering there. But because he does that, he's not there for the chip. And the chip goes over. And uh, I mean, that 
that's where communication is great. And I, I don't know whether that's just off the cuff or or um, they've actually noticed that because when there's no sweeper, that's when you call for the chip, you know, because there's no one there to, to sweep up. And, mm. and for just one ruck, Wigglesworth isn't there and the chip is perfect. Wigglesworth ends up actually getting back and, and tackling Vakatawa, who throws, you know, a ball back to, to Finn Russell. But do you know what? I thought... Um, the ball to him off was a bit dodgy from Russell. That's what I thought. I thought oh, no, no, no. Oh, he's got it. Him off does so well to catch that and pull I it in. The, I thought the timing of it was a bit odd, yeah, actually. But it was almost like he, yeah. he wanted to he wanted to interest that defender before he gave it, which is a, a reasonable thing to do. But you almost thought he's, him off is so quick, just get it to him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's almost like, he, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it, it worked out. But that, that bit of magic at the end, like they think they said in... I think they said in comms, I can't remember, or someone said on Twitter, you know, it's brutal for Saris because it looked like they had that game won. Yep. But if you're going to lose, losing to a bit of magic like yep. that, you could, I don't know, if you, you probably makes it easier. I don't know, but probably not. But There's not much you could have done for that try, basically. You know, it's, it's not really mm. down to um, error. You know, Wigglesworth had to fill in because there was no one there. You know, it was just quality attack and play, quality communication and, and support play. So, yeah, brilliant try, brilliant try. Um, but a shame, you know, for a lot of people will be rubbing their hands together, thinking, "Great, you know, a lot of Saracens haters out there." But I think you can see emotion after the game, especially with the way Richard Wigglesworth talked and and what they've done, and what Mark McCall and Kevin Sorrell, Sanderson, you know, they they have built a great squad there. Um, they've built a great culture there, and no matter what, you know, people call them cheats. They've done more good than they've done bad for um, for rugby in the Northern Hemisphere. Don't care who yeah, you are. Yeah, I mean, I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. Um, yeah, I kind of... Um, here's, do you want to know what I think? Yeah. Um, the, the whole thing, like, there's always going to be haters. And Saracens did cheat, so people now have justification to hate on them. And that's fine. So not in any way am I saying that they shouldn't have been punished for what they did and that them doing it was okay. Neither are you. No. So this not. is not this is not excusing, but that the opposite actually. But there's an interesting thing because the whole something special happening at Sarri's thing <clears throat> sounded cheesy, was real. So what they built was special. It was special and it remains special. What they did in that quarter final against Leinster was about so much more than spending more money than other clubs. It was about so much more than that. So, what? however, cheating is like, even if it's kind of accidental, I realise that, for example, the, the comparison I'm going to use is steroids. So, performance-enhancing oh, drugs, right? right? So steroids share. for short. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm flat out on them. You can tell how lean I am. If I'm taking them, they ain't working. Um, but it's it's a bit like that. So, that's different because you're, you're taking a pill or you're sticking a needle in or whatever. So it's kind of, it feels a slightly more, it feels more erroneous or deliberate, whatever. But it's an unfair advantage, right? That's why Saracens were uh, punished. So what happens is if you take steroids for five years or 10 years and you're an elite athlete and then you get caught on a Saturday after a race or a competition and you stop taking, you take your, you take your ban, but you stop taking steroids in you know that day from all that i've read so if i'm wrong please do tweet in and correct me but from what i have read and people i've spoken to you you still benefit from the effects of the drugs you took for all those years so you have a higher higher work capacity or higher so i'm not i know but what so my point is i'm getting around to is just because saracens aren't breaking the salary cap so everyone said this is a salary cap compliant team that nearly beat racing yes it is and that's that's great, and they are wonderful to watch in many ways because their spirit and their commitment to their plan I just love actually, and some of their individuals are just wonderful. But they are still benefiting from the players that were there illegally, in financial terms. So, you know, it's like Ben Earl is doing great things at Bristol because he's a wonderful player. But can we be sure that he is not? He hasn't benefited from the presence of Skulk Berger, and was Skulk Berger? one of the players who shouldn't have been there if they were paying the same as everyone else. And so you benefit, and I've said this before, you've got 
Jamie George is a wonderful player, and I reckon he would have been anyway, but his first few years as a pro were with John Smith and Skulk Brits. But then other clubs are benefiting you know, from this as well, though. It's not just Saracens, you know. So they Bristol are now. Are yeah. But, what, no, but we're, we're talking about the Saracens' performance now. The players who are playing well for Saracens have benefited and potentially continue to benefit from the time they spent in the presence of players who shouldn't have been there. Yeah, okay. I agree. Um, yeah. that, that's my point. So there is, okay. a, there is a residual benefit to the things that they did that they shouldn't have been doing. Um, and they're... You know, it's unquantifiable and people will hate me saying that. I actually love Saris and I'm a massive fan of what they do on the pitch. As you know, um, we kind of all are. Um, and I don't care who wins games, which is lucky. But, I, you know, I thought that there's two ways to look at it. In Europe, that doesn't count as much because the big French teams spend so much money. Um, but I think in premiership terms, yeah, that, that's just what I'm thinking. There is a There is a lingering sort of residual benefit that I think probably takes a rugby generation to dilute entirely. However, they clearly have a wonderful coaching setup, wonderful ethos, and they are brilliant at making players better. Will they have a league next year to play in, though? That is the big one. Well, is the championship yeah. going to be alive? Is rugby going to be alive? We just don't know. Oh, God, don't. Oh, no, don't, I won't, don't. I won't. Um, anyway, let's move on to Exeter to lose. Um, oh! Yeah. Yeah, go on, you start, mate. You start. and I'll just, Toulouse is so good, mate. I'll just They're copy you package. this time. Go on. The Toulouse are the full package, boy. They are fantastic. And 10, 15 minutes in, you're thinking, holy moly, how do Chiefs get the ball off them? Yeah. They're so good. Everyone plays. So everyone's a baller. Everyone's got power. Everyone is confident. They're like, wow, what a team. This team could win Europe and they could win the final by 15, 20 points. They're that good. And then you Chiefs just don't stop. They just don't stop. And it doesn't matter who five times they're scoring two or three tries mm. and there's just Harry Williams I thought was immense at the weekend I thought he was fantastic and there's as Hepburn there was I was impressed with Hepburn as well mind you know defensively Every week like that defensively Every carrying week. flies into yeah. tackles brave um I Fit. loved I love Rob Baxter's interview as well I think they were six points down and ha- had hardly any ball and he was just he wasn't worried at all at all you know he was like you know this we're under a lot of pressure at the moment but we've come through it you know we've got the confidence in our game plan and in the way we play to bring ourselves back into that and he's just turned everything positive and it was right I mean you know as soon as they got five meters out from Toulouse's line you're sort of thinking right you know we see this in the Gallagher every week you know they they score tries but can they do it against the big heavyweights yeah in Europe someone like Toulouse who've got monster pack and they do they do. Yep. Um, you know, their power, their technique, their composure, you know, they don't panic either. You know, they, they keep going and going and they, they back themselves. They back their skill set not to lose the ball because it is quite easy to lose the ball, to to lose a bit of concentration when you're picking it up two metres from a line to, to knock it on. You know, there is a technique to it. And, uh, and they are phenomenal. I mean, you know, you look at Toulouse though, Cheslin Kobe had another really good game. Peter Aki, his pass for the try, I thought was brilliant. Um, looked amazing, but it just didn't phase Exeter at all. At DuPont, all. DuPont was outstanding. Got to be up there with the best nines in the world at the oh, moment. Oh, man. Um, Aaron Smith would be there, wouldn't he? But yeah, wow. he's not far away at all. Now, Joe Simmons had a really good game. Scored a really nice try. Massive dummy. Um, he's captain in Exeter as well, so he, obviously there's, there's a great deal of leadership there as well it's difficult for tens to be captain because they've got so much to think about you know not just running the game and yeah. putting you in the right areas calling the moves but then also captain the team you know whether you go for goal whether you go for the corner you know game management as well I mean is he at that level now where he's going to be considered for England above the likes of say Ford Hello. I missed you there. Above the likes of say who? Ford. Um, I reckon he's not. An, who is every bit good enough to play for England a lot of times. Who misses out. I feel like Eddie Jones has set his stall out. I mean, I'd love to be proved wrong when he announces his squad for this autumn. For these November games. But 
he hasn't picked him yet and he's getting better and better but it's not like he wasn't top of the range a year ago because he was and yeah he was but it's, I, think, I suppose it's the big games now is my point is that you know yeah. he, he's you know a couple of years ago it was you know he was playing but Steenson was also playing now he's just he's taken over that position um, and he, the level of consistency in a team that's winning is very very high yeah uh, yeah I, I agree and I I think he for me I love what there aren't many players I like watching more than Marcus Smith Oh, I mm. love watching him. He yep. just must be brutal to play against when Quinn's give him good ball, when the Fords give him good ball. Brutal. But, and George Ford is, you know, he has saved, well, Sarries have saved Leicester from relegation this year, but he saved them last season. Um, Owen Farrell we know all about, but I think Joe Simmons should be ahead of Marcus Smith at the moment for his all-round contribution in a mm. game. Um, I think Marcus, what Marcus Smith is doing really well is tactical kicking and defence work has improved. So you can see he's got a sort of a growth mindset, they call it. But you can see he's improving, which I think is great because quite often, if you're that ta- you see people who are that precociously talented, sort of don't really work on anything else. For, yeah. or they don't really improve in other areas. Um, so I think that's great. But I think Joe Simmons, as actually someone who leads a team, is up there with the very best. And I th- would like to see him start an international this autumn. Easy to say that, but I think you know what you get with Ford and Farrell. I th- I would like to see... I'd also like to see Marcus Smith start one. Mm. Those two must be very close, but I wonder if Joe Simmons... He's only 23. Like, if he might end up being like a Sam Simmons might be as well, like a Don Armand mm. figure who effectively, you know, just misses out even though they're comfortably good enough, which is a shame. You know? Yeah, like a Dan Evans at the Ospreys, you know, plays yeah. brilliantly every week, but never really gets the recognition just because I suppose the quality ahead of him is quite high. Yeah, really high. And mm. it's easy to say, um, it's easy to say he should play, but I think, you know, you've then, you then got to drop someone. Um, but I mean, injuries, I think- injuries the easiest thing to happen, isn't it? You know, there's injuries, he comes in and then you can see what he's like rather than, you know, actually having to make big calls of, and I, I, that happens a lot actually. And you think, oh, that's a bit of a, a saving grace for a coach. He doesn't have to make a decision now. Someone's injured, um, yeah. so he naturally comes in. And often that is the case. You know, especially when you're young. Especially, not so much now for him, but I'm just using an example of say us when we're when we were 17, 18. You know, we didn't walk into a first team straight away. You, you've got to buy your time. And you've got to wait for an injury or yeah. or someone to get rested for you to get your shot, and then you just go for it and and hopefully you know take take your chance um but you know that's i suppose that's what you're saying is one of the only ways at the moment well i i do but i yeah but i think i think it's okay to leave ford or farrell out because mm. you know you know what you get and what you get is a very high level of rugby but actually you it's it's about growing before the next world cup and if you're absolutely confident that they're going to both be there then great but I, I would I just as a fan I'm excited to see Marcus Smith and or Joe Simmons playing for England at 10 and starting games um, I think it's okay to leave out top pros established pros in games like the autumn games because you know what you I get mean, with them you're not, yeah. they're not they're not being dropped you're you're sort of trying to build your squad so if there are injuries there's players that have come in and have got that experience you're not just chucking a, a, a new cap in there at the top level saying right you know, lead this yep. team. Um, Who do you reckon wins then the final, Racing or Chiefs? <sighs> Where's it at? Uh, Ashton Gate. Exeter. Yep, me too. Um, we obviously had the the Challenge Cup as well. Bristol hammered Bordeaux. Um, Toulon hammered Leicester. Um, not a great deal, really. I mean... Genji's try was good though. Yeah, Genji's try, Bryce Heem's try was really good as well. Yeah. I thought just Leicester were just falling off way too many tackles. You know, there's there were a couple of instances where Bryce well Bryce Heems for his try just I think he goes through uh Muri Muri Valu. Um just poor technique. Um, you know, it, t- the try was taken really well, but he should be being stopped. If we're brutally honest, he should be yeah. being stopped. You know, it's difficult to to look at, say, Imhoff's try and think, right, how could you stop that? You know, that was just a wonder try. But 
Bryceem should have should have been stopped. As as was um, one of the wingers scored. I can't remember who it was though. Uh, yeah, Valeri. I, know. I, I know, think I it know, was. Know. You know, um, Na Nadolo, massive lump. Lost fourteen kilos apparently. Yeah, but C- can't tell where kilos there, mate. <laughs> you know, you're not stopping him five minutes out, but. Yeah, so it's a um, it's a two long. He's a good player, mate. Bristol he is final, a good player. yeah, he is. He's, there's a lot to. He kicks for goal as well. People forget that. Kicks for goal. He's got good hands. He doesn't mind colliding because a lot of big blokes actually aren't that tough because they're used to just smashing through people. And then when they get they become men and people fight back, they kind of lose a bit of that. You do see a lot. You do see a few massive wingers who aren't necessarily that physical. Like mm. you compare, you know, like a couple of massive wingers on the circuit to you know, like a Faf de Klerk or someone or a Cheslin Colby. And you're like, you should, these people should be maiming people, but they're not. Yeah. And Nandolo doesn't mind a collision. No, nope. so not at all. Like him. Not he's at great. all. And he likes a barbecue. Um, so you've got a Toulon against Bristol final. So mm. it's a nut. So semi-final, uh, Randrandra, who was jokes again, uh, played against one of his old teams and plays against his other old team in the final, Toulon. Is that at Ashton Gate as well? forgotten yeah i'm not sure either normally they are aren't they it's normally the day before but whether or not hey, i did a i did a like a q a thing for um landro the other night with do it with a few different clubs basically and i won't say what player said it because it's not that it's controversial but um i just haven't asked him but he i said about randrander and they it wasn't bristol it was and i said look i know you guys are good players in your own right yeah um but I want to talk about Randrandra because he's basically more exciting than all of you. And they're all really good lads, having a bit of a laugh. And and I said, is he the sort of player you just don't ever want to play against? And he said, no, no, no. He's exactly the sort of player you want to play against. Because if you miss a tackle on him, no one really blames you. Because mm. you're not supposed... He's basically on remote control. He's like a computer game player. So Really good point that, him, mate. Eh? That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, it's like, well, if you're, if you're his opposite number, fine. But if you're... A, tight head prop or a hooker or a second row and you miss him you, it it's almost doesn't count as a missed tackle because it's so hard to get him I wish I'd thought of that when I was chucked on the wing against like Rocco Coco and a banner yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. am I going to do what am I going to do I touched him and I shouted touch he didn't stop touch honesty cool honesty cool <laughs> yeah he's a trank gun boy yeah exactly um, what I mean. hey well done boy All I right. think Bristol, Bristol are going to win the. I think Bristol and Chiefs are going to win the European comps, which is great. Yeah, it's good. Three cheers all round. Right. Um, I can get back to lockdown, mate. All right? Yeah, good luck, boy. Um, nothing going on. Um, we'll speak next week, all right? Yeah, yeah. Keep going, all right? Send, can you um, keep sending me all the grot you send me on WhatsApp? Keeps me going, all right? Okay, tell your mum to stop texting me. Nice one. Yeah, 100%. You know what she's like. She's a bloody nightmare after a couple of beers in the morning. Cheers, mm-hmm. lad. Bye-bye, mate. Ta-da, boys. 